What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Mile Higher Podcast, episode 38. We're your hosts, Kendall and Josh. Yes. Back for another podcast episode. And a spooky one because we have decided to just make October a month of kind of spookier topics that we normally cover. Why not? Yeah, because I mean, we love it. Feel those Halloween vibes. and It's just that time of year, like... You just got to get in the mood. Well, it's you know? like, you know, it's kind of misty outside for yeah. most of us. So It's snowing well, today, today in Colorado. Snowing, yeah. Today is just yeah, like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird because yesterday was such good weather and then overnight snow. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Our state is <laughs> yeah. so weird. And of course, like the pressure change is so rough on like my chronic pain. So I am like barely getting by. I kind of wanted to mention that to you guys today. Just if I seem like. Tired and I'm yawning a lot. Asleep. Like I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I'm yes. try, I'm trying my best. So absolutely, but I'm really excited to talk for. about this. Yes, we are this very excited to talk about the mysterious disappearance of the Sodder children. I'm surprised I haven't done this on my channel yet. This is yeah. It's no, always I'm been actually, on my list. I'm actually surprised too. Mm-hmm. Um, when looking into this, it's a story that's been mm-hmm. around for years because it took place in the 1940s. It's fascinating. It's still unsolved officially. As far as what happened to these five children that mysteriously just disappeared um, during an event that occurred at their house. So we'll talk. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, not a minute. Yeah. Don't don't expect it in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's like, all right, I'm waiting, Josh. All right. You told me this last time and we ended up doing a 40 minute intro. No, no, no. But we have good intro topics, too. So like, yeah, yeah, we got some good stuff. All right. Get into it. But hopefully, if you guys haven't checked out the merch store yet, it's pretty lit. I will say, I have a hoodie. I'm wearing it too. That and a lot of the stuff I design. So, like, yeah. even if you just go and like look at it, you don't have to buy anything. Just yeah. give me feedback because, like, he literally like works so hard. I on this. yeah, hey, I check put it out though. This That's is like sick. my favorite merch design that I have. I would say that this is probably my best selling merch. My favorite. It is. It's um, one of the yeah, top one of my ones. top ones. So. Conspiracy and shit. I love this one. And oh, this one is so. We switched to like a new. Uh, different type yeah, of yeah, just a new uh provider shirts. I don't right. know, and they're so much softer and so much more comfy. I actually slept in this one last night, and I wore it again today. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> it's that comfortable. So make sure to check that out, and don't forget to use the code Launch for twenty percent off. Yes, until the end of the month. Yes, definitely. Yeah, take advantage of that. Also, I've got some new stickers coming in this week, so you don't want to yes. miss those. Five new stickers are hitting the, the merch shop. They're, they're awesome too, stickers. and I guarantee you, you're gonna be rocking some Dude, on your laptop. I'm gonna I'll have rock to some. just start over. Yeah, you need a new case. I think to... I, maybe I'll start like putting them once they're done. I'll like put them on the wall and make a just collage of my laptop cases over the years of stickers. Speaking of things for the wall, hang on. I just want to say something real fast. <laughs> I really, we are almost to the point of getting into this new studio, guys. It's taking a little longer than we thought because we have put you know, a lot of time and effort and quality into this. We are making, it is so cool. I cannot wait till you guys see the final product. But we are hoping to get some fan art from you guys. Like anyone who's like an actual artist that can do like a canvas. We want it to be, you know, still yeah, like of quality. Well, <laughs> We're not yeah. going to just put up like, lined paper because we're not going like, to tack it on. We're going to like frame things. Yeah, we so, want, yeah, we want, you know, Things that really fit in with you yes. know the show and just the topics we talk about uh-huh. that really make sense and you know, you know you think other people would want to see yes. in the studio because like 
Yeah, I think that would be really cool. And then what was your other idea? You yeah, had? my other idea is for the non-creative like me, because I would never be able to <laughs> yeah. make someone something. So that is the idea of sending in a postcard from the city that you live in, no matter where you are in the world, to our P.O. Box, and that we can put them all up on the wall. Hell what I'm yeah. hoping to do is do like magnet paint sure. and just magnet them all up. Yeah, that's a great Wouldn't idea. That'd be awesome, guys. Yeah, because if you're listening and you don't know, um, yeah, this show is is being listened to in uh, oh, like yeah. 60 countries or something crazy like i can't even believe it really mm -hmm. like we're sitting here you know yeah, everybody someone in china yeah i was like shocked i was like we got through and i and i know i tweeted out the the picture of the map on twitter yes and a lot of you replied and were like that's me like on the map because there's like one little dot <laughs> yeah. in one remote area of africa or something it was like crazy to it's see. so cool it's cool that you can see all that and it's come so far because when i was when i first started on youtube it was just like a list of countries and how many people but now you can like see you exactly can, like, pinpoint where the listeners and what they're listening on we can stalk you guys basically <laughs> um but no, we anyway, really don't. But before we get started, I have something exciting to share with you guys. If you do not follow me on Instagram or you didn't see in my last video, I have come out with my own adult coloring book. This was such a fun project to do. I filled this book with basically things that I like. There's all types of cool designs in here, like plants. I have crystals in here, um, the pets, Bernie and Sadie, a lot of like mandalas and stuff. Is that right? Mandalas? That sounds really like over dramatic and weird to say it like that but mandala mandala yeah. mandala um but all types of stuff i have astrology stuff there's a taurus bull right here um so and these are like all all concepts and, and yeah, designs here's a that UFO. you came up with like these yes. are you know and inspired directly from ken not my quotes but yeah. they're <laughs> quotes that i picked out that i like and i um also put in a color test page in the beginning um because i like to have that and then there's also bleed through protection on every page so there's a page in between each design which is really nice there's a total of 34 designs to color and the book is $14.99 with free shipping on Amazon Prime so you can Hell check yeah. that out the link below and in honor of my coloring book I'm gonna color during today's episode because I'm hoping that some of you have your coloring book books already your coloring book books <laughs> your coloring books already and you're coloring during this too because that's one thing I love to do is listen to like an audiobook or a podcast while I color even your own podcast that's really yeah. cool i have actually listened to our own while i color and if you're not not watching this on youtube we have little sadie wady with us today yeah. uh behind the booth so <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's part of the crew yes but um yeah so to segue things to the next uh topic is uh we got a patreon question this week okay. um from Brittany, and it's a very very difficult question and that is if you could teleport or time travel which would you like to see happen first what would be most important to you like what would you which one would you choose teleporting or time traveling which time would you traveling. do time traveling Definitely. and i knew you would say this because kendall and i were just talking yep. about time traveling last night <laughs> yeah um, that was like this morning i think I no it was last night that you were telling me about um, i don't know we talk about time travel like every day no so. I was talking about it today because i saw this crazy article today that they found this like skull this little oh, boy's right. yeah, skull yeah, yeah. from like hundreds of years ago when they believed in um, vampires and they thought that Whoa, people would like crazy. rise from the dead because they got <laughs> the plague. So they would put these giant fucking rocks in their mouth. Like not just like a pebble. So do they, they it's look like, like their like jaw looks hyper extended. Oh my God. Like, yeah. And they're buried like that. Whoa, so that's, then that's bizarre. It's like 
to them, that's keeping them down. It like weighs them oh, I down. I got you because they think like the physical body goes with you after death or something. I guess. It must be something because like it's some why type of ancient you? thing that they've seen before, mm. but like they haven't seen it in a while. So it was kind of a cool discovery because it's a straight up skull with a like huge, like almost boulder looking rock in there. That's crazy. Yeah. So pretty wild stuff. All but anyway, stuff. I was saying to Josh, like how interesting it would be to just have a glimpse into that time period, like not being uh, part of it because I'm yeah. sure shit was crazy. I don't oh, know if I'd want to. Oh my to, God. We would walk in there. Any of us would, <laughs> if we got like time traveled to like that time, it would be. It'd probably burn us at the stake for terrifying. being witches or something. <laughs> They'd be like, you. Yeah. Yeah, you could would. like just be a fly on the wall and just watch what life was like even a hundred years ago. Like yesterday, Josh's grandma turned 90. We had her 90th birthday and grandma she was Jane. talking about being born in 1993 or sorry, that's my birthday. 1993, <laughs> I think. Um, and I just like it's crazy how fast time goes and how different the world was even. Yeah, just years hearing ago. her describe like. Detroit, Michigan having like unpaved roads. Like, yeah. <laughs> like literally like yeah. not even that long ago. Like how fast like things have built up and things have changed yeah. and then society norms have changed. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's almost a form of time travel in itself when you sit down with somebody from another like they're like otherworldly in it a lot of so ways. Like because they're just like talk. totally different. We just filmed her. We just set up the camera and and like let her tell her life story. And it was so interesting. I'm so glad. And we she did could that. have gone on for like hours. She has like a great memory. Oh yeah, remembers yeah, everything. She's, you would never guess she's 90. I think she'll live to 100. I seriously don't think she's going anytime. <laughs> Dude, she is something else, man. She is. We love her so. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, mine would definitely be time traveling because I would love to just see. I would really love to be able to see Egypt. I think that would be so yeah so fascinating. Actually, go, but like basically like confirm all of these things that we've been taught or told or you mm -hmm. know what we believe to be true yeah. so we could actually like see for you know certain because it's like now i feel like everything is so loosey-goosey as far as history goes i mean obviously there's things that we know happen for sure but there's also a lot of things that we don't know happen for sure or yeah. is from hearsay or been written down passed down things like that yes. so you know like what like i'd love to have like a vlog perspective of you know the night the late 1800s you know or like back when you know you were like riding a horse what if youtubers could like, like go like time travel and film it for a vlog to like show you a place <laughs> be crazy dude if there's ever like a, a time travel machine that all of us can get our hands on how many of you are going to go buy one and oh, time travel but i'm sure it'd be so expensive but what if they figured out a way that they could do it very cheap like an, an well, app it would be a long an time. app on your you know it'd be a long time for that your microchip or something i have no idea but, but that's yeah. interesting because time travel for me would be very cool but teleportation like long term would be most beneficial to me i feel like really because i mean to be able to teleport if you think about it and if there's no bounds to this teleportor uh, te teleportory <laughs> i like that teleportation then I would teleport like to other universes and shit. Like I would like, yeah. you know, if I had the ability to teleport, I would assume that I could teleport well, to like that's anywhere. Part of it, then well, not change. But if things. it's just in this world, then yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, like, what are you gonna teleport to? The grocery store. <laughs> doop, I'm here. I'm at Starbucks now. Yeah. Doop, doop. I, guess I mean, could, that like, would be super convenient, but that would, yeah, like you could literally teleport to like, you know, like, the middle of the ocean. Check out japan tonight or you could go what if you could teleport in into places that would be cool i could like teleport into the white house oh 
hmm. and then teleport, you know, you probably home. get shot if you just like showed up all of a sudden in the White House. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They'd be like, what the fuck? But then the idea of time traveling far into the future is just like way too tempting because yeah. fuck, it's a future where I don't know if I want to see robots it. or or aliens I don't know or, if I or maybe see all it. all of the above. I mean, who knows what the future holds? Yeah, for real. Have you seen this? Um, there's these, this Boston Dynamics, I think, is a company robot. And if you've never seen this robot, you need to look it up because this is like. I think I know what you're talking really, about. Really, really advanced technology for a ro- Like it literally runs and moves like yes, a human. Yes, I've seen it. And now it can do uh, parkour where it's like jumps off of ledges and things like that. Like <sighs> it so looks bizarre. It looks so human-like that it's like that it's movie, scary. Robot. Yeah, it literally is. Dude, I feel like that movie That's is coming, so dude. accurate to like our future, which is so scary. Or at least a version of the future. But like I really want to see if they'll – if. AI would ever turn on us because I don't know if it would I feel like we are we create it Is it ever gonna do anything other than what we create it to do? But the thing is is like maybe it once, I know, we've had what it debates so many times if it figures out <laughs> Itself then all bets are off, but why would like but why? would a robot want to be inherently evil like they don't have no. a Consciousness, you they're know, per se. they're or... not like, you know an evil conscience. Yeah, so we'll really have to see on that I mean it could go either way I guess it could because like robots could be cool as fuck if they were nice. No, that's what I'm saying Like, like we talk about that yeah, all the time. Be like, really nice. Be nice. We just had like a humanoid robot to like cook our dinners I'm saying that chef. Cook and clean like chef. that's all that they're programmed to do is cook clean. Yes, chefing it up mm-hmm. That'd be awesome actually. Mm-hmm. That'd be really Just cool. like download like Gordon Ramsay to your oh, yes. To your robot and then I have them like whip up oh, food for you. Not, That'd be crazy. I would get Giada <laughs> De Laurentiis. <laughs> we love so food good. food shows. So good. But um yeah, that's that's a great question though, Bernie. You guys have the best questions. His I... name is Bernie? No. <laughs> Wait, what? No, her name is Brittany. Brittany. Oh, you said it really fast and I thought I was like, wow, someone named Bernie? <laughs> I've never met an actual other human other than Bernie Sanders. I've never met him either though, so. Bernie Mac? Oh yeah. I forgot. There's about a, him. there's other Bernies out there. Well, yeah, duh. Our Bernie. But as bright as the future uh, seems like, um, the real reality of things is that there may not be a, a future. Great. And guys, I hate to break this news to you, but things, as far as the climate goes, are not looking so hot. They really, well, they are looking really fucking hot, but not so good for us. It's so terrifying because it feels like there's nothing we can do about it. It really does. I mean, it's it's crazy how bad it's going to get if we literally don't do some drastic changes. So basically, if you don't know where this is coming from, um, basically the UN released a report this week um, by over 90 authors and editors from over 40 countries and basically issuing a report on the current state of the climate and where we're at with climate change and what things are looking like. And this was basically a huge warning report from them. The report says that unless the world immediately begins reducing the burning of coal and oil and gas that drive up all the global temperature. That's the main issue, huh? The world will suffer tremendous consequences, which means by as early as 2040, guys, it's almost 2020, so that's 22 years from now. The UN says that the global food supplies will be threatened by increasing droughts and heat waves. 
That's so Low-lying scary. nations could be flooded by rising sea levels, yeah. potentially triggering huge flows of refugees. Fierce storms and wildfires will grow in intensity, costing billions of dollars in damage and lives lost. Which, Hurricanes. I mean, come on. Like, we're already seeing all of these things. You know, it's like happening right in front of our face and people still don't care or won't admit it. Yeah, and I mean, basically, it. it's basically... This is just a report from the UN, which is trying to urge governments of the world to cut their carbon emissions enough to limit global warming to just 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is only 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels. So, Do you think if we were to replace every single gas car, is that the right terms? Yeah, gas like cars. gasoline. Yeah, like yeah. oil, anything yeah. that uses oil. What if we replaced every single one on the planet with an electric? Yes, absolutely. Would that have a reduce. really big effect? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we need to do it, dude. It's like, it's kind of crazy because I think people have this weird idea that like, well, it probably won't be that bad in my lifetime. But like, think about what our great-grandchildren are going to deal with. It's going to be horrible, dude. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I don't think that's like... I don't think it's registering with people. I think they have this thing like I'll be dead. So it doesn't matter. And that's a horrible, horrible way to think, especially if reincarnation is real, because then you're really fucking yourself over. Well, I mean, and I don't even think most people think that. I think most people actually give a shit and are like, yeah, I think, the majority you know, do. I don't I'm want, I don't want this planet to go to shit. Mother Earth is like, yes. a gift to all of us. And to me, it it's is like God. It's literally. Yeah. Like the fact that we're doing this to intentionally. Our damaging the planet to a point where it's not able to recover is shocking it's just yeah. like it's ridiculous yeah. i mean we can and we can the thing is is that we can fix this mm -hmm. my big proponent is you know because like getting rid of gas cars is going to be a big it's going to be hard we're just reducing the hard. amount of vehicles we switch down to one car but like not everyone can do that we yeah but home. i mean i mean it's still in the long like long range it's minimal you know right. like there's got to be more drastic things. Yes. But one thing that we could do to help our planet recover is, I don't know how many of you know about deforestation, but it's it's alarming. It really is. It's alarming at how many trees are still being cut down for paper and paper products and everything else that trees are used for. And when we have another solution right here in front of us that can do everything that we need the tree to do, Obviously, minus like building, like using wood to build things. Hemp. And yeah. it's literally illegal. Like, yeah. And the fact that we're still cutting down the Amazon rainforest and stuff, like, we're yeah. hoping to go there before it gets completely cut down. And it yeah. could be cut down or very small by the time, you know, the next 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. If we don't do something about this. So, yeah, even the Great Barrier Reef when we were there was really disappointing. It was like way less than it used to be because oh, it was they're real, being it was, bleached. It was bleached and they're dying. in, you know, areas where it's not, it's never been bleached before. It's, and I mean, I, I have heard that the reef is recovering, That's um, which is good. So, and here's the thing. So like on the flip side of things from a skeptic's perspective, when I see these reports, I also have to stop and think and be like, well, you know, you know, despite the evidence and the science and everything, like, is there a, um, you know, a viewpoint that maybe this is just all part of the Earth's natural cycles mm -hmm. and it will recover, it will correct itself, you know, and it doesn't matter what we do, you know, it's not our impact on the planet necessarily 
that is having the biggest effect. Maybe the earth is being affected by unknown forces, you know, something else in play entirely. I mean, yeah, it is. It is interesting to think about, but then you, I mean, there's such a direct correlation and like you said, so much scientific evidence, but I've thought about that too. Like, cause, cause obviously like, we've yeah. recovered from the ice age. Well, look at history, you know, like if mm-hmm. you look at history, we only know as far back as, you know, the, you know, evidence and things that we've collected tell us, like, we don't know that the earth hasn't restarted like a hundred times prior to our known history. Yeah. And you know, we, we have no idea. So, but with the science behind it, it clearly shows right. us it makes it worse. Right. Maybe well, we're not thing. make we're not causing all of it. Right. But we're definitely contributing. Sure. And we shouldn't be contributing to the death of our right. mothership. Like our we were born from this. This is like our like I said to me, it's God. It's, it provides it's us everything we need to survive. We have nowhere else that yeah, does dude. that. Yeah, you literally got nowhere we else lose but it, Earth. Like, Does anyone else got anyone anywhere else but Earth to go to? Is there another I don't Earth think out there? so. Not Unless, anywhere you know near some us. like elite part person probably does. They're like, oh, I got a planet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just had one built. Well, shit, we're about to find Planet X. That's crazy. So we might find a, a tenth planet. Don't we can't even get into this. All we're right, gonna sorry. go forever, and we have more stories. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the UN's climate change report. You know, hopefully we can you know continue to try to do the best we can as far as helping the planet recover and you know everybody knows what they can do so thought we would share that um another thing that was interesting that came out just recently was um some essays that revealed that stephen hawking um before he died predicted there could be a new race of superhumans thanks to wealthy people being able to edit their own and their children's dna so interesting. So this definitely goes into what I talked about in my video this week. For those of you who didn't see it, I'll run over it real fast. Basically, these DNA companies like Ancestry and Me or <laughs> Ancestry and Me. Ancestry DNA, 23andMe, My Heritage, whatever the hell. Uh, you spit in the tube, you send it in, they tell you where you're from, like what percentages. And Josh and I have done this. And then I found out that it turns out this is literally giving them complete ownership of your DNA. They can freeze it, they can sell it, they can copy it, they can clone it, they can do whatever they want with it. In fact, they can try to sell it to you later on in the future, then that's their main goal. And they kind of admitted that their main goal is not selling these kits. Yeah. It's to build up a huge it's the supply information, of DNA. Dude. It's data. Yeah. It's like data yeah. that they're it's like how Google is. Yeah, so 23andMe just did rich. a huge deal, sold like five hundred million customers information. And they sold it. And they, you gave them, and you paid them to yeah. take it from you and sell it, dude. And Isn't you don't even crazy? get a cut of it either. It's and, you, and it seems so innocent. You're like, this is so cool. Oh my god, spit in the tube. See where you're from. I know we don't even think about it. Yeah, even and like us, in the future, it. they could have something like, for example, age reversal, and be like, hey, you want that DNA? Like we got it in the freezer. And, but like, wouldn't you have your own DNA still? And this is clearly going to happen. I, I feel like this is like. They already know this is coming down the pipe and like it's yeah. only a matter of time. And that's what Stephen Hawking uh, predicted, essentially, that mm-hmm. there's a possibility that genetic engineering could create a new species of superhuman that could destroy the rest of humanity. Great. Like we didn't have to worry about, you know, an elite group of people taking Dude, us out in the first place. This hasn't even now crossed got- my brain yet. Yeah. Now I have one more thing to worry Here's about. Here's another thing to add to that worry list. Oh my list. god, the idea that robots. But now you got to worry about superhumans. <laughs> this is why we can't let the like 
top one percent of the world keep all their money, dude. No, we gotta get we gotta, we gotta get a control, control on them. On this, they have yeah. too much power. Ooh, dude, what if they could literally do anything? They could literally make them like this could literally turn into a fucking like I don't even know what type of movie, but like really a bunch of super like imagine if the Kardashians and all these different families, like rich celebrities, Drake and everybody, the became they're not even super nearly humans. as rich as the rich people of the world. They're not in the and like it or like it probably wouldn't even be the celebrities. It'd probably be some yeah, unknown yeah, people that unknown. that would come out of the woodworks that are like, "We are your masters. Like bow down to us, or we will destroy you," because they're just so much more intelligent. I mean. That would be some crazy genetic engineering. I don't know if it's that extreme. I mean, I think it might take some time to get to that yeah, point. Yeah, I would think, I think so. At first, I mean, the main thing that I've seen with this is that they want to be able to, you know, remove genes that um, basically are cancer or diseases, things like that, and replace it with good ones um, mm-hmm. or make you disease, you know, like almost re- have this natural repellent to diseases and things like that well that's so. the stuff with this dna it's a double-edged right. sword because like it could be really you can helpful find out yeah. your like josh and i went two different paths he found out he chose to find out his health information and find out like possible things you might be prone to yeah and whatever it's, and it's really accurate for sure like it obviously it's accurate it's, yeah it looks for markers in your dna um for various different things and i don't different want insurance companies stuff. to hold it against me so I'm yeah now mine's out. out there of course so because I'm sure something's wrong. With me. <laughs> it's already submitted to some database somewhere. Because that's the crazy thing is insurance companies can come to you and be and ask you if you've taken one of these fucking tests, and if you have, you have to tell them. It's illegal to keep that secret. So yeah. people will though. People aren't going to tell the insurance company. What are the no, insurance companies going to do? There's a whole system. My dad was telling me about. It. He just got. They'll come insured. investigate you and yeah. stuff. They'll like do. They'll start like no, looking well, at your have, social media. You're logged in the systems of. Right, they they'll share just go this to information those companies. with the insurance companies. They'll be like, hey, can you do a lookup on blah, blah, yeah, blah and they, see if you have this shit? they work with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, and so if, you caught, if you're circle. caught lying, just like if a doctor tells you, hey, you're like really likely to get this or whatever, you have to tell them. Or if you're a smoker, you can't like lie and say you're not a smoker. If you're like a habitual well, yeah. smoker. Well, yeah, that's true. It is true. It's interesting. I was just, I didn't know. My dad was teaching me about it the other day because he just... Started working for Aflac. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Aflac. Um, yeah, so that's pretty scary and concerning. But at the same time, it's like it could really help us out, and it could save a lot of lives, and a yeah. lot of people could be saved from you know all these different yeah. ailments and things. The same thing with technology. There's good and bad. There's yeah. I mean, that's well, the way the universe I think yeah. operates. Is like everything is good. It's balance. A balance. You know, literally the yin yang positive negative like i i, I just, you see that literally in every part of life and then it starts to just really make sense that that's clearly how things are supposed to work there's always this positive negative flow to energy you know yeah anyway totally. <laughs> get deep here before we get into this mysterious story here those were interesting topics though yeah they were I love talking. This about is literally life. like what we do. Like, like after the show, yeah. we probably just go upstairs and like sit down and like get right back to talking about this shit. It's always like a competition of like who finds out information first. Like, hey, did you hear about this? Oh yeah, we like like to play this game where you're like, I'll blow your mind before you blow mine. <laughs> Ready? Let's go. Josh always wins though. <laughs> so. It's because I got my sources. But anyways, yeah. let's get into today's creepy story called. The mysterious disappearance of the solder children. It's so wild, people. Yeah, it's pretty wild for sure. 
Um, and actually, I think a lot of you probably will, will have heard of this before. It's pretty, um, you know, it's kind of an infamous World story wide. per se. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for nearly... Especially Italians. Yeah, yeah. So for nearly four decades, anyone driving down Route 16 near Fateville, West Virginia, could see a billboard bearing the grainy images of five children, all dark-haired and solemn-eyed, and their names and ages were Maurice, who was 14, Martha, who was 12, uh, Luis, who was 9, Jenny, who was 8, Betty, who was 5. And there's this billboard that was up for years about these missing five children. And It looks so similar. It does. You can tell they're related. They have like some serious... Yeah, they really do have a lot of... Eyebrows. Uh, they definitely look alike or look like brothers and sisters. Yeah. So they lived in Fateville, which is a small town with a main street that doesn't run longer than 100 yards. And rumors in this story always played a larger role in, the, in this case rather than evidence. And no one has been able to agree on whether or not these five children who mysteriously disappeared are alive or dead. But what everyone does know for certain is that on the night before Christmas in 1945, George and Jenny Sauter and their nine of their ten children went to sleep. One son at the time was in the army, or away at the army. And around 1 a.m. a fire broke out. George and Jenny and four of their children escaped, but the other five were never seen again. George had tried to save them, breaking a window to enter the house, slicing a swath of skin from his arm. He could see nothing through the smoke and fire which had swept through all of the downstairs rooms, living and dining room, kitchen, office, and his and Jenny's bedroom. He began to think frantically, you know, where is the rest of my children? Two-year-old Sylvia, whose crib was in their bedroom, was safe outside, as was 17-year-old Marion and two sons, 23-year-old John and 16-year-old George Jr., who had fled the upstairs bedroom they shared as their hair was literally on fire on the way Ooh. out. Jeez, that's so scary. He figured Maurice, Martha, Louise, Jenny, and Betty still had to be up there cowering into the two bedrooms on either end of the hallway, separ- separated by a staircase that was now engulfed in flames. And when I, this house is like a very big house for obviously this many children. And so I just picture a big staircase going up and the bedrooms like it reminds me of like a movie or this is us. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably don't give any spoilers. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) But goddamn. I mean, it's like season two by now, right? Season three. No, it's season two. People can't be like spoiler alert. People still say spoiler alert for me for like Grey's Anatomy or things that happen in like season 10. Like, dude, (laughs) catch up. Sorry. Real fast. Is there is like a TV on upstairs or something? Because there is definitely sound up there. Um, Oh, it might be the football game's probably still on. Yeah, I feel like it's like football announcers or something, but I, I turned, it, turned off. it off. Yeah. That's why I'm like weirded out because I hear something for sure. I that, thought it was the cats running, but then I heard voices. Creepy. Now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a paranormal experience right now. Wait, yeah. Get the vlog camera and act really scared. Make a scared face. <gasps> That's like the new thing to do is like act like you're scared shitless on YouTube. All right. Sorry, guys. Back to the story. <laughs> you get stopped. Did it? I don't know. Hopefully we're not going to die. <laughs> that would be ironic. 
please don't say that. Good God. This Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Deep breath. Oh my God, we're fine. All right. So George raised security system outside, <laughs> hoping to reach the children through the upstairs windows, but the ladder he always kept propped up against the house was strangely missing. An idea struck him. He would drive one of his two coal trucks up to the house and climb atop it to reach the windows. But even though they'd functioned perfectly the day before, neither truck would start. What? Neither truck would turn on. And if people confirm that, or is that just like according to the dad? No, it didn't. I mean, it didn't turn on, yeah. Oh, it really didn't. What on earth? That's some bad luck. So that didn't work. So he tried to scoop water from a rain barrel, but it was frozen solid because this was in the winter. So one thing after another to try to try to just get to his kids, like get up there and try to get to the upstairs bedroom. And use like ice to defend himself. Well, he was going to try to like pour water, I think, up there to try. I think, I guess, try to get in or get on top of the car and pour water. What else are you going to do other than just sit there and watch? I mean, watch your house burn down. Like, I would do that. I would run back in and try to like save my kids. I have five kids in there. I'd be like, we're like frantically. It's crazy how like common house fires were back then, too. Even today, like they happen a lot. Like I, I did a Google. But we have different, you know, approaches to it now. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's smoke detectors and yeah. That that's very true. Yeah, your chances of surviving, surviving it are far greater right. than it was back in 1945. So, for sure. But George knew that five of his children were stuck somewhere inside the whipping ropes of smoke, which the house is just tons of smoke. It's it's clearly engulfed, and all the while George didn't notice that his arm was bleeding, and that his voice hurt so bad from screaming his kids' names. His daughter Marianne sprang into a neighbor's home to call the Fayetteville Fire Department, but couldn't get any operator response. Which, what's really shitty is that is the time period because back yeah. then you had to call the operator to just like so call the fire hands. department, you know, like yeah. if in an emergency. Yeah. And there was no opera like if you're the operator didn't like connect your call, you're just like not getting through. Like, mm-hmm. can't even imagine a time like that. God, that would. That'd be crazy. Dude, how about before they even had an operator and a phone? Yeah. Like, there was no one to call. You scream and hope someone hears you. Yeah, literally. That's it. God. It's crazy. It really is. It's just, again, it goes back to, this is just such, like, to go back to this time period, even 1945, we'd be like, whoa, how the fuck did you guys live? Like, this is crazy. Should I go upstairs and check? No, no, no. We're, oh my god! Don't. Get, I hear something. It's the TV. I'm pretty sure. I'm I pretty turned sure it off though. Okay. Well, meatball flipped it back on. Well, what if I die if I go up there? Then. You All right. Know. Keep going. I'm gonna go real fast. Are you serious? I right have to now? go to the bathroom anyway. I'll be. Fa- I'll be really fast. <laughs> I have to know, dude. I don't want to die. All right. I'm not trying to die. I'm not either. So. Make sure you. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So. A neighbor who was nearby saw the blaze and actually made a call from a nearby tavern. But again, the operator did not answer. So what, I mean, I guess they didn't have operators on 24 seven, which doesn't make any sense. Cause like, why, what if you have an emergency like this situation where you need to get help, you need to get help fast, but nobody's fucking there to listen. So exasperated, the neighbor then drove into town and tracked down the fire chief FJ Morris who initiated Fateville's version of a fire alarm, which was a phone tree system whereby one firefighter phoned another who then phoned another. So it was literally like 
the telephone game like hey you call bob you call you know jimmy and we got a fireman like we got to go so obviously not the most you know efficient system but this was how it worked back then which the fire department is only two and a half miles away from the house but the crew didn't arrive until 8 a.m 8 a.m by which at this point in time the solder's home had been reduced to a smoking pile of ash george and sorry george and jenny or genie assumed that five of their children were dead but a brief search of the grounds on christmas day turned up no trace of remains so that's that's the big mystery here is is if they were inside the house and you know the house burned down you know and obviously they wouldn't have made it you know where were their bodies because most of the times in house fires you do have a body or you have some type of you know human remains bones bone fragments left over and in this case it seemed that there was absolutely no trace whatsoever of the missing children the five children we must be tripping there's nothing up there there's no tv on whoa whoa there's no sound and meatball and tucker are asleep in the same spot on the couch because you heard stuff too right yeah sorry that's our cat i thought i did but maybe i was just hearing stuff because you were telling me i was hearing stuff no i for sure did though i'm going crazy (laughs) it was like the ghost of the solder children or something i heard voices I was so sure. I was so I was like shaking going upstairs. I'm like, what if the I literally looked under the door like to see if there's any foot, foot feet. But there's nothing up there, so all right. Well, that that makes me feel better. That's kind of creepy though. Like I'm really confused about where the sound was coming from. Well maybe I just literally heard it. Okay. They're all every anyone's welcome to join. <laughs> what? Are you talking to the spirits? <laughs> if it's anybody or anything. No, don't tell the them that. Okay. All right. You're welcome to stay, but don't scare us. That's like real. You can't say that shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I guess someone I'm told me open. a subscriber told me like, if you ever feel like there's like ghosts around or spirits and you feel scared, you, you just invite say, them in. hi, you can stay. That's okay. But like, I'm a little scared. Please don't scare me. Thanks. You think they understand the uh, don't Dude, scare me part? Well, I did it that one time when I thought there was a ghost in our apartment for like months and it stopped. As soon as I did that, it just stopped. Sure, it so. wasn't just a piece of your imagination, like no, wild. it could have been brain playing tricks on you. Who knows? Could be. I saw something. Yeah, I believe. Link it. the video below. My paranormal <laughs> experience—the only one I ever had—it was really scary, though. Anyway, but back to the story. So, the house is burned down. It's the next day, and there's no remains of the five children. Yes, and that is the weirdest thing because, like, I feel like we've had. A few cases now where bodies have been burned and been in fire and they're still there and they're just charred like for instance that the whole idea of the human combustion just spontaneous combustion sure yeah that one dude like burned from the inside and he still had remains of his body there yeah so, that's like, the really thing is none like, of them that's the thing is like it's i think it's that seems i don't want to say rare fishy. but i think it's rather infrequent that you know, when a house burns down or somebody gets burned, you know, burned alive or killed, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing left of them. Like there's usually a, a body or there's remains or, you know, bones left. Yeah. And the fact that for f- all five of them, that's gone, weird. like what are the chances of that? You know, so this is the interesting part about this is this is like the whole one of the debates about this is that was this fire hot enough 
capable of dis fully disintegrating five children's bodies. I feel like you'd at least find Ash. Nothing? Nothing? Really? Nothing? <laughs> Sorry. But really, nothing. That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that. I don't think I've ever heard of a case where someone's body was just like. Poof. I mean, there's ash probably because there's ash just from burning shit. But wouldn't they have like tested? But like there would be like, human like there would be like you. Yeah, and a clearly dog smell stuff it. that would. Right? Or can they even smell it after a fire? Maybe not. Ooh. I don't know if they can smell like charred body. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I I did did my research and according to my research, a typical house fire burns at 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Jeez. In order to fully, um, completely, you know, burn through bones, cremate bones, make them disintegrate, the fire's gotta be at least 15,000 degrees. Yeah. So, you know, like, crematoriums and places where they cremate bodies, they have like a fucking, Extremely like, hot. Extreme, yeah, exactly. It's like a blast oven, like, that sounds really bad, but they have, you know, yeah. they have the ability to create extremely hot, you know, blazes. Yeah. But then they've even, I even saw that during the cremation process that after the first part, sometimes there's even after that 15,000 degree blast, they then have to like hit the afterburner because there's still like bone, like bone left. Like, oh, I hate thinking about cremation. Like I'm never doing that. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, Maybe I will. I it's kind of crazy, but. So that would that would basically mean that this house would have had to been like an inferno. Like this thing would have had to been yeah. fifteen thousand degrees Fahrenheit for at least two hours to go to do this. And the chances of it happening to all four kids. And that's the thing is like I mean five. Sorry. That would have to be just like a wicked, wicked fire. Like yeah, just, just like so hot. Which is possible that it could have just been in this unheard fire. That got really hot for whatever reason. I mean, it was a big house, so it could have gotten really hot. Um, and it could have been hot enough to do this because it wasn't like put out till like 8 a.m. Oh. So it was like it had burned all the way through and was like smoldering mm. by the time they got there. Well, that makes sense. Like, I think with um, like with 9-11, they didn't find all the bodies. Or like when there's like big fires, like the Chicago fire or that factory fire. Right. Like, it's not, that's bodies? the thing is it's not. So I mean, usually they find like remains like most of them, yeah. different types of, you know, whether it's bones or something else like mm -hmm. to like consistently do like a whole body disintegrate to nothing yeah. is like pretty hard. Like it, yeah, the chances are odd. a lot lower. It's very odd. So that was that was sort of the big question with this. And the fire chief, uh, Chief Moore, suggested that the blaze was capable of cremating the bodies. A state police inspector also combed the rubble and attributed the fire to faulty wiring. Which, Ooh. like, hmm. That could be it. I mean, that definitely can happen. And then after, and then after this, like, brief investigation was done, George then bulldozed the property. Just, That's like, weird. instead of, like... I don't know, instead of like making like making sure you figure out your children aren't possibly there, like in that site, he Yeah. Cause they basically told him. I mean, he just went by what the police and what the fire told him, you know, like <clears throat> at first he was like, Hey, you know, this is they must have 
burned in the thing. So he was like, all right, well, then we got to, you know, get rid of it and, you know, build a memorial garden for them there. That was his plan. Which kind of makes sense. Like back then people did you do like see, work yeah. for themselves. They did like yeah, construction and totally. stuff for their own family. So it's not that unusual. Sorry, I kicked the table again. Jeez. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah. So he did that. And then the coroner's office issued five death certificates just before the new year, attributing the causes to fire or suffocation. So basically just going with the report that, you know, these five children died in this fire. So that that's basically um, the premise of, of the main story. Now we get to dig in a bit more because after this official investigation, George and his wife just start thinking about this more and they start realizing that this doesn't really make sense and that there's a lot of unanswered questions about so they, what okay. happened. So they, yeah, so they began to wonder if it's possible if their five children are still alive. Well, because like immediately my thoughts are like maybe the dad killed them and like just burned the bodies to hide the evidence in the crime scene, which makes sense. A lot of people do that. But like, why would you bring that up and be like, hey, none of this makes sense. I don't think they actually died in a fire. Right. You would just like plan. go with their story. And yeah, like, go with your close, original plan. Close case. Move on. You know? Yeah. You certainly wouldn't like go back to the police or, you know. Well, I mean, I think he just legitimately was like, this doesn't make sense. And, you know, I think as he started talking to other people and starting hearing more opinions about this case, he started realizing like, this is weird. This is really bizarre. Like it clearly start, you know, as we'll see, things start pointing to like maybe somebody intentionally started this fire to either, you know, abduct my children or something else malicious. So let's talk. I about guess someone could like come in a child snatcher, but like who's going to come in and get five kids at once? Yeah. In That's their weird. house too. Cause like you could think like if it was like one or two kids then maybe they went up, took them and then like set the house on fire. Cause they're just evil. But five, but it doesn't really make logical sense. Like, no, it doesn't make a lot of logic. Steal sense. like five kids unless there's more than one person. Right. So to understand some of the other theories that are out there, we have to know a little bit more about George, the father. So George Sauter was born in Giorgio Sodu in Tula, Sardinia in 1895 and immigrated to the United States in 1908 when he was 13 years old. And an older brother who had accompanied him to Ellis Island immediately returned to Italy, leaving George on his own. He found work on the Pennsylvania railroads, carrying water and supplies to the laborers, and after a few years, moved to Smithers, West Virginia. Smithers, I like that. Smart and ambitious, he first worked as a driver and then launched his own trucking company, hauling dirt for construction and later freight and coal. One day, he walked into a local store called the Music Box and met the owner's daughter, Jenny Cipriani, who, he had, who had come over from Italy when she was three. They married and had 10 children between 1923 and 1945, which obviously the five are a part of that. And then they settled in Fayetteville, West Virginia, which again is an Appalachian town with an active Italian immigrant community. The Sodders were said by some that they were one of the most respected middle-class families around. So this was like a pretty, you know, nothing really sketchy at first glance at the family or anything like that. Like these is, this is like, you're all, you know, kind of, I guess all American family or, 
you all know, Italian. All yeah, well, all Italian American <laughs> family. So. Oh, so they weren't in Italy? Why no. did I think this was in Italy? You thought this was in Italy? You said that they were Italian. Well, I guess that makes sense. Italian immigrants, <laughs> bra. I was thinking that makes sense, bra. <laughs> All right, but George held strong opinions about everything from business to current events and politics, but was for some reason reserved to talk about his youth. He never explained what had happened back in Italy to make him want to leave. The Sodders planted flowers across the space where their house had stood and begun to stitch together a series of odd events leading up to the fire. There was a stranger who appeared at the home a few months earlier back in the fall asking about hauling hauling work. He meandered to the back of the house, pointed to two separate fuse boxes and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. Strange, George thought, especially since he had just had the wiring checked by the local power company, which pronounced it in fine condition. And this is what's kind of just eerie and weird about this is these people when they start, this is why they started thinking something sketchy was up because it's just, they had these weird things like somebody came to the house and was like, Hey, like that's going to cause a fire. And you're like, what do you mean? What? They just I'd be weirded up. out. If somebody came over to our house was like, Hey man, you know, like all those wires <laughs> are going to catch on fire. So yeah, you should deal with that and be like, dude, I just had the electrician out. Like we're good. We've actually had annoying solicitors that are like pretty much the same as that. Yeah. But so, maybe it was like one of his friends. I mean, for all we know, it's lost in translation or, something weird not actual translation but you know what i mean it's an old story yeah yeah like sometimes you, all the details don't make it in and maybe he didn't know him or maybe it was there for yeah that's reason. that's very know. that's a great point yeah that's very true i mean we don't know just, him personally that's far what we know you got to keep that in mind for sure so around that same time another man actually tried to sell the family life insurance and became angry when george declined he actually said your goddamn house is going up in smoke Oh, my God. This guy warned that also your children are going to be destroyed. Okay. Well, then it was probably that guy. You are going to be paid for the dirty remarks you have been making about Mussolini. Oh. Which George was very outspoken about his distaste for the Italian dictator. He was a real fuck. Which So he would get in heated arguments with other members of the Italian community about Mussolini. So there were yeah. some people, some like, like Italian people that did not like him Interesting, because of his viewpoints. Well, so it's kind of weird that he waited so long to like connect the dots. Like, yeah, I would be like, even... dude, it was that dude. Then it was literally him. I would know right away who it was. It took him a while to be like, oh, wait, yeah. this is a little weird. He didn't take it seriously. He thought he was just like, fuck with him. Yeah. But then once it actually happens, why well, yeah, he's probably like, holy know? fuck, this guy totally said he was going to do this. But and... didn't he say he waited a little while and like thought about it and then they decided that the the clues were all weird once he had talked to people like i'm just saying why didn't he like right away suspect that guy if he literally yeah, yeah, told yeah. him your house is gonna burn and your kids will why die. do you be like oh that fucking guy. yeah it was him yeah like how often does i mean say that again i don't know for sure because i don't think anybody knows exactly um the order he thought these things in but yeah but yeah, yeah. i mean i i totally agree with you i think that if it were me and i had fucking had some crazy fuck come to my door saying he's going to burn my house down and kill my children. I'd be like, that fucking guy. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. What's also interesting, though, is that the older Sodder sons also recalled something very weird. Just before Christmas, they noticed a man parked along U.S. Highway 21 intently watching the younger kids oh. as they came home from school. Oh, that's creepy. 
that's creepy that's so too. Weird. That's so fucking creepy. And that, uh. have you ever seen that? Like seen someone like just creeping on kids? No, like, and you don't even it. really know yeah. if they are. Like you're like, I wish I could go back here? when I used to be around school all the time. I could like, yeah. Just like see who looks kind of suspicious, you know. In my sorority, we would do these like little dances out on the lawn. It sounds so dumb because it is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it literally is as dumb as it sounds. Yeah, but we would like dance around, like sing these little songs, and like we're a bunch of sorority girls. And then this one dude was just watching us from across the street, like just standing there for That's a creepy long as hell, time, dude. and no one else noticed it. And I was just like wigging out for like five minutes, and then I finally went and told uh, were someone. You like and they ignore the sky over here, fucking <laughs> just like staring at Our us. Our house mom like went over there, but the he was actually like claimed to be like a Guatemalan, uh, like he was doing like some type of exchange program, and he like works with kindergartners in Guatemala, and he said we reminded him of the kindergartners. That I actually believe that shit. <laughs> I know though. it like, seemed that, like that was yeah. actually what he. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you guys look like a bunch of elementary kids, just like. <laughs> That's we probably did. We were like running around. I don't even know. So Kumbaya. <laughs> no, but like I've definitely seen people just like at a park that I'm like, who's oh, your kid? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And there's like it's creepy, creepy stuff. Dude. Like J.C. Lee Dugard. Remember, she was kidnapped by this guy and he would go to the park and have his wife film him. I have a video on it. If you haven't seen it, um, she would just film him. And then in the she would actually focus in on kids behind him. So that they could like stalk kids that went to that park and like figure out who they wanted to take. Um, so it's like, well, what do you do in that situation? Because I've been there where I'm like, this is weird. This guy's giving me weird vibes. But like, what do you do? You call the cops yeah, and say, like, hey, this person's like weird. I mean, but like, if you probably... feel like he's a threat, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Because but if you really don't know. And it's like, right. it could you don't want to like grandpa yeah. or something. I don't know. It's just I've been in weird situations. You like watch that. him like a fucking hawk. Is yeah. All I got to say. Yes. No matter how old they are either, because it doesn't like there's old men that are like abducting oh, girls yeah. too. Like creepies. Doesn't matter. Be vigilant. Look at Sadie's paw. Oh yeah. She's just oh, she's actually taking a nap today, guys. You can't even see her. Yeah. Bummers. Oh. Should get her up so she can be seen. I'll get her later. <laughs> All right. Anyways, around twelve thirty on Christmas morning, after the children had opened a few presents and everyone had gone to sleep. The shrill ring of the telephone broke the quiet. Jenny rushed to answer it. An unfamiliar female voice asked for an unfamiliar name. There was wild laughter and glasses clinking in the background, Jenny said. You have the wrong number and hung up. So just a weird thing that she's, re she's huh. you know, recalling that maybe could be involved, I think. Tiptoeing back to bed, she noticed that all the downstairs lights were still on and the curtains were open. The front door was unlocked and she saw Marion asleep on the sofa in the living room and assumed that the other kids were upstairs in bed. She turned off the lights and closed the curtains, locked the door and returned to her room. Oh, wow. Yeah. So someone could have taken the five of them. Well, but there was Marion downstairs and that's like oh. the biggest like debunk for it is like, what, like, you know, yeah. what are you going to take him out the upstairs window? Maybe, but most likely you're going to go through the front. So, and, and that phone call just was, just adds to the weirdness to it all. Like just a yeah. random person, like clinking glasses and like laughing and shit. Like what the fuck? That's weird. That's creepy. I wonder like how anti Mussolini he was. Like, was he like involved? Was he protesting? Was he like, like threatening him? I wonder if it well, could yeah, have even I've, been government related. Yeah, I mean, like, they used to do that kind of shit. Like, you hear about someone that's really pushing the boundaries, take them there out. There you go. 
No, that's actually a great point. I haven't, I don't think I've even seen anybody theorize that maybe it was some type of government, but he was like anti, anti communism. So he was like a good guy person. Like he was like, you know, he wasn't for Mussolini. There was people that lived in the community that liked Mussolini, the dictator. And he was like, fuck Mussolini, like fuck dictator, fuck yeah. communism. So he would be like, fuck you, you're a threat. So are you saying like the Italian government? Yeah, Like that's Mussolini what I'm could have had him like in a little town. In the... mm, I keep forgetting they're not in Italy. <laughs> so I guess that doesn't make much sense. Yeah, but, it I was is, say. but it's not like they don't have people in different countries. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the thought. It probably doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it it doesn't. <laughs> okay, anyway. I was trying to I was trying to rush. I was like, ah. well, fail. All right. <laughs> Anyways, good theory. Mm. So anyway, Jenny dozed off to sleep, but she woke up when she heard a sharp, loud bang on the roof and then a rolling noise. It's like Key. Santa. Like, like what is it, it in rolling the, in down the, the roof? It's like, and this is on Christmas too. Twas the night of Christmas. Yeah. But then what an hour it? later, it says rose such a clatter. Yeah, I mean it was it sounded like something rolling down, like you threw a can on the roof. Oh, cool. And then you hear it kind of rolling down the side oh, of the so roof. Someone could have like, thrown a fucking like bomb up there. Or who something. fucking knows? Yeah, they could have like threw a like a flaming thing. like yeah dynamite grenade or something. Probably like dynamite back then. Or something. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It could have totally been that. Because like if they were blown up, the kids maybe you wouldn't find their remains true i don't know but after she heard that noise an hour later she woke up again but this time it was from heavy smoke coming into her room which that that sounds like my worst nightmare yeah can you imagine waking up like in the middle of the night and your room is just filled with smoke and your house is on fire like yeah, and you have to immediately take action like you can't even wait there yeah you go into like you know fight or flight mode and yeah. you're like I'm, I could die. I you have don't to even get know where to go. That's like that's so scary. That's why it's important to practice a fire plan. And it's true. We have never done that. So <laughs> well, maybe we should make one. All right, we're we gonna should do make fire one for drills. pets too. Yeah. That's my biggest fear is that the house will like light on fire and like the cats will not get out or something. Because well, I know the dogs would follow yeah. us, but like the cats would be. We'd weird. have to just no wish for the best. Mm -mm. I'd go in. <laughs> no. All right. Save I would the cats. Get, I would save my Lily. All right. You got to save yourself, though. No, I have to save Lily first. <laughs> She's my soulmate. <laughs> she literally is. I'm nothing without. <laughs> I know her. I would be nothing without my meatball. <laughs> I'd be just a shell <laughs> of a human. So funny. Some Which people my, probably don't know my cat is named meatball. So Josh named her. So I take no responsibility for that. Yeah, I don't. I can't even give you a reason for why. So. Yeah, it was like five years ago. <laughs> All right, so. Here's here's the interesting thing about this is that Jenny, the mom, could not understand how her five children could perish in a fire and leave no bones, no flesh, no nothing. Not possible. She even conducted her own experiment, burning animal bones, chicken bones, beef joints, pork chop bones to see if the fire consumed them. Which I mean, you know, similar. not a not you know similar thing, but obviously she can't get it to be like fifteen hundred degrees. But each time, she was just left with a heap of charred bones, and she knew that the remnants of various household appliances had been found in the burned-out basement still identifiable. An employee at the crematorium informed her that bones remain after bodies are burned for two hours at 2,000 degrees. 
their house was destroyed in 45 minutes. Oh, it was. I thought the fire wasn't put out till the morning. It was destroyed in 45 minutes. Like it was like smoldering. It wasn't oh. like on fire because like it burned Just, through uh, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that's the thing sense. is that like it burned through and destroyed itself. Yeah, yeah. So that would, I think that insinuates that it was a very hot fire. Clearly yeah. it was like, but again, like this is in 1945, like houses were not fire retardant like they are now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they like when they went up, they went up like in flames, like the paint was flammable. Cause that's the thing yeah. is like a it lot of people cast. don't know is like all the materials in your house now have been like made flame retardant for the most part, I think. Yeah. Um, so that in the event of a house fire, like everything doesn't catch on fire immediately. And, you know, you're literally trapped in a, you know, ring of fire. Like <laughs> I, I had to ring of fire. All right. I went down, down, down. The flames went higher and it burned, burned. <laughs> I can't even this go is, that low. <laughs> this is so insensitive. This is the classiest podcast on the Internet. We're talking about the poor solder children. Yeah, the what ring the fuck? <laughs> I feel bad, but it just was funny the way you said that. Hey. All right. You know what? Sometimes when you're talking about this dark stuff all the time, you have you to light, let in a yeah, little smile, I've learned. Little, little. Or else you literally go crazy and never want to get out of your bed. So things just get weirder and weirder with this. Um, a telephone repairman told the solders that their lines appeared to have been cut, not burned. Which I think is absolutely true. I think I think they're so basically they couldn't even get through the operator because their fucking phone line was cut. They couldn't even contact like so somebody someone cut did it. This. Somebody intentionally. It seems very likely that yeah. somebody intentionally started the blaze. And I really thought it was the father, but now I don't. Weird. Well, it seems like the attack clearly came from the outside. Like it started on the outside. Yeah. And then came into the inside. Mm-hmm. Because that's almost like what I picture it is like, like the top of the house is on fire and then it goes burn like downwards. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, if the, yeah, if something landed on the roof. I'm just saying are, like, yeah, like if you threw like a, you know, yeah, whatever. God, what are those flaming bottles called? I can't like even TNT? think of it. No, no, no. Like just even like a bottle bomb. What are they called? Water bottle bomb? No. Like you could take like a glass bottle, rag, gasoline, throw it. Oh yeah! Throw it onto the you know throw oh, that onto the roof. Oh, there's a word for it. Ugh, what is that called? Oh, it's gonna annoy me. Whatever. <sighs> but what if they did that and it caught the roof on fire and then the house started burning? Like the roof would have just been burned up because like all the materials are like super flammable. It's just fueling it, making it bigger. So it's just like, whoo, just yeah, massive fire. So. They also realized that if the fire had been electrical, the result of faulty wiring, as the official report stated, um, would not have made sense for what actually happened. Because in that event, if it was faulty wiring, then why would the power have still been on? Yeah. Yeah. The downstairs room were still lighted. So how what you know, that's like the official reports like. Oh, mm. one of the fires must have popped. The fuse box, something blew up. They probably and, just didn't know. And, and yeah. you know, well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, like how well the, you know, investigation was this? Like, clearly not that big of an investigation, you know, mm. that they came to the conclusion almost immediately that it was just faulty wiring that had caught on fire. What's also interesting is that a witness came forward claiming he saw a man at the fire scene taking a block and tackle 
used for removing car engines. Could he be the reason George's trucks refused to start? So that's just weird is like all these different things seem to be happening at the same time. Like somebody's cutting the phone line, somebody's removing, like fucking with the cars, almost like a planned attack yeah. on them. Like somebody was like, all right, we yeah. know they're going to go to their car to try to get help. We got to disable that. Cut the telephone. It seems like a there must have been more to of... this beef with this guy. Yeah. So wait, who was he again? He was just an electrician. Who's an insurance salesman? Oh, insurance salesman, right? And he just randomly was. But mad that's the he thing said is no? like I don't know who he was exactly. What is this guy so burned down maybe every he, client maybe, who says but, no? No, no, no. Like I think it was. I think it was probably somebody that he knew. Yeah. Maybe even like somebody that was like a Mussolini supporter or something yeah. that didn't like him or was, you know, had beef with him in the past. Yeah. That maybe did this. Or it was like a game. What if story. there's a fucking game? A mafia. That's one of the theories is like oh, Italian, Italian mafia. mafia. That's what I'm saying. They are over here. Was, it's not yeah. like the mob wasn't here. No, not So at like, all. I think it absolutely could have been something like that. Yeah. Especially because of the style. It's like perfect execution of it. They like were so known for doing things. Oh, like yeah. This I mean, too. they were like, they're some of the most, you know, yeah. infamous criminals of the time for sure. You know, just their complexity of their operations was like insane. Yeah, for the time. They were, you know, organized criminals. They were, you know, elite gangs, basically. So I, yeah, I think that's a huge possibility, especially with all these witnesses saying that they saw random men lurking about the house, you know, possibly stealing from the cars. So that's very weird. What's also interesting is that one day while the family was visiting the site, Sylvia actually found a hard rubber object in the yard. Jenny recalled hearing that hard thud on the roof and then the rolling sound. George concluded it was a napalm pineapple bomb of the type used in warfare. There's your answer. Napalm? A napalm pineapple bomb. So Interesting. Napalm pineapple. pineapple. Yeah. That sounds yummy. I got to I think <laughs> I've seen I actually think I've seen what that looks like before. So that's crazy. I mean, George ident yeah, like boom that could totally be yeah it's like a little metal object yeah that could totally be thrown God. up on the roof and roll down it's like a grenade pretty it's much like they, but why wouldn't they try harder to like kill him i guess they just wanted it probably would hurt him more to have his kids die than to, right. for him to die himself yeah or or maybe they weren't ever intending on anybody dying like maybe th yeah. they thought okay just everybody will get out the insurance like, thing yeah but i don't know this seems so deliberate like it seemed like they didn't want they didn't even want them to get help or call yeah. The fire department. Oh, so weird. Then came the reports of sightings. Ooh. A woman claimed to have seen the missing children looking out from a passing car while the fire was in progress. Wow. Oh, that's so weird. So how would how old would they be now? They wouldn't be alive. Yeah, it'd be they'd be old. They'd be old. They'd be, old. They'd be like 70s. Like one of them is alive and sh they're 70 years or Somewhere in that range. Somewhere one of in, them is alive. Yeah, there's uh one of the, you'll see there's one of the kids that lived. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's still only five. Right. Out of the ten. The ten. Yeah. yeah. So there is one that I think is still alive today. Interesting. Yeah. What's also interesting is that a woman operating a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Charleston, some fifty miles west, said she saw the children the morning after the fire. She said, "I served them breakfast," and she told this to the police. 
there was a car with Florida license plates at the tourist court too. A woman at a Charleston hotel saw the children's photos in a newspaper and said she had seen four of the five a week after the fire. The children were accompanied by two women and two men, all of Italian extra or all Italian. She said in a statement, but she does not remember the exact date. So it's it's basically these eyewitness statements that are also like, you know, for the parents being like, whoa, like this, they could still be alive. Like they legitimately thought there was a possibility that they were not. They somehow got out of the house. Maybe before that would be so awful. I think that'd be as crazy. A parent. Like it would be way easier to just know that they died in the fire and move on with your life. But to think that they may have not even been in it and they got taken like, I can't even imagine how stressed out you would feel. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I think in this scenario, if, if your kids, you know, mysteriously disappear and you don't know if they're, you know, alive or dead, like you would want to know like whatever way you could like, yeah, look at every angle. You got to consider everything. Yeah. I mean, I because like, how do you know that that person's not telling the truth that that person did not see your kids in somebody's car driving? Yeah. Like, how do you know for sure? Yeah. You can't know. No. So there's always that possibility, a small chance, as small as it may be and unlikely as it may be that your kids could have totally been abducted been taken somewhere and these witnesses saw them in these different places. What's also interesting is that um, the entire party, um, let's see, this is the entire party from, or this is a group at a hotel that stayed in a large room with several beds, and this party registered about midnight, and they said they tried to talk to the children that they believed were the missing ones, in a friendly manner, but the men appeared hostile and refused to allow me to talk to these children. One of the men looked at me in a hostile manner. He then turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately, the whole party stopped talking to me. I sensed that I was being frozen out, and so I said nothing more. They left early the next morning. So this was the uh, part of the statement from the woman at the Charleston Hotel, who said she saw the children come in with this group of people. So it's possible that the Italian mafia or whoever this group of individuals are, maybe they're even, you know, human traffickers. I think to make such a planned attack on someone, it has to be something like that. It sounds like organized crime to me. It does. It really does. It absolutely sounds like organized crime. So in 1947, George and Jenny actually sent a letter to the FBI and received a reply from J. Edgar Hoover himself. Although I would like to be of service, the matter related appears to be of local character and does not come within the investigative jurisdiction of this bureau. Police. Hoover's agents said they would assist if they could get permission from the local authorities, but the Fateville Police and Fire Departments declined the offer, right? Because they don't want, you know, the big shots coming in and telling them they fucked up the investigation. They actually don't like it. It's embarrassing. No, even to this day, they they don't like it when the feds, that's why you always hear them, like, when the feds come in, you know, like they don't. The local authorities and state authorities don't like it when the feds come in and kind of take over because, you know, the feds kind of got that higher, you know, higher seniority there. But, uh, yeah, the FBI was like, sorry, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to help in this investigation, which I think there is plenty of, you know, at least witness testimonies and evidence, circumstantial evidence to suggest that they did not perish in this fire. They can't prove the other way. They can't 100 percent prove they died in the fire. No, right? 
No. And I think, I don't know. I really think that's so odd because I'm sure people have done tons of research on this. People who have like really investigated oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. And they've looked for similar cases, similar fires. And it's not like there's evidence of like other fires. Are there? Where people just completely are gone? Not like this. That's what's that's what makes this so weird and just so like mysterious and yeah. unexplained. It's like what five, all five. Like, what are the chances? That I mean, that right there is just the craziest thing about it. I think. So the next thing that the uh, solder parents did is they turned to a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley, who discovered that the insurance salesman who had threatened George was a member of the coroner's jury. That deemed the fire accidental. That's mm. weird. Mm -hmm. So the guy that made those threats was somehow affiliated with the coroner's office, who ended up ru just ruling this flat out in an accidental. This is some thing. conspiracy, dude. This is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. And I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people just are like, you know, so, well, that's the thing, right? Is like a lot of people aren't open-minded enough to just think about all the possibilities are like this was definitely a fire it's the only thing that's logical makes sense uh, it's most evidence for this like that's it a lot Just, of people like, stop, are uncomfortable with not having an it. answer right well yeah that's totally what it is i'm fine with that people want answers they don't want unanswered you know? it could have been a fire it could have been something else i don't think anyone has any way to prove it either way i really want to know what you guys think i definitely want to hear in the comments and don't think we don't read the comments because we do we really do we actually i i read ratings reviews comments i read all of it because i like to Get feedback and like. See I what actually you guys really look stuff. forward to it. It's like one of my favorite things is like the first, especially like the first hour of commenters, because like it's always like the nicest people. <laughs> <laughs> so I always just like love seeing what you guys think of this type of stuff, because like we only have our opinions, and people always like have their own like personal info that they know something or like. It's oh just yeah, interesting well, to I read. mean, everybody, you know, everybody's an expert on something, right? Everybody knows right. a lot about something. Yeah. So when it's that something that you're in, really into, like, yeah, please share, it. please enlighten us all. Mm -hmm. You know, share the knowledge, share the wealth. If you got some, you or know, if, secrets. Like, you have a theory. And, yeah, yeah if you got like a that. new theory or something, like, that's what this is all about. Is like just open-minded yeah. ideas and thinking and yeah. critical thinking. Like, yeah, you know, that's all being a conspiracy theorist is is critical thinking about you know questioning. The official report that's literally all it is we so. need a new word for conspiracy theorists we need like well a, it's just been so yeah I a wokest <laughs> i am a wokest yeah no conspiracy just has like been like ruined by the you know the yeah. stigma around it well the, people think that the word conspiracy means it's possibly fake and that's not true right yeah, yeah, yeah totally means a lot of people think fake that, yeah. but conspiracy is just a crime with more than two people working on it an organized conspiring crime to conspiring do yeah it's just like multiple right. things multiple, conspiring to mm -hmm. do something more than one person right. in any type of organized event right that was staged to look like something else. right so yeah i mean it's not again but this is absolutely this is absolutely land and this isn't theory land well, yeah, because there could have been a group really conspiring to murder this entire family by burning down their house with them with them in it or something it's so else. hard because like we don't know anything about this guy, either the father. For all we know, he could have like made up that someone came to his house and like threatened him. I mean, how do we know he didn't do all of this stuff? Like, how did we know he didn't like it's just like, why would you keep but it why? Up? Yeah. Why? Like, what's the motive? Like, there's no yeah. motive for him to want to do that to his right. family. You know, it seems more likely that something really did happen in that foul play was well involved. all the witness statements and all the people that were 
you know, they had experiences and encounters with prior to the fire and stuff. It's just like too weird to ignore. It's like, we can't just be like, oh, that was coincidence and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It really pushes you that direction. You know, you're like, this this starting to make more sense because this guy literally said, I'm going to fucking burn your house down and kill your children. (laughs) So got to take it seriously, I think. Well, yeah. I'm just saying like, once you say that right away. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did and just never got recorded or, yeah. you know, maybe nobody ever heard that I'm sure that if he was him. here, he could tell us, like, Can we recall him story. from history? and from have, the dead. Seriously, like, I mean, if oh, we could do that. Don't say that. I heard, like, creepy noises earlier. <laughs> I don't need no spirits in this house. I've saged it plenty of times for a reason. Didn't <laughs> oh, want to have man. a repeat of the apartment yeah, situation. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <clears throat> Only positive energy here. Yeah. But anyways... So this investigator also heard a interesting story from a Fateville minister about the fire chief, F.J. Morris. And although Morris had claimed no remains were found, he supposedly confided that he discovered a heart in the ashes. He oh. hid it inside a dynamite box and buried it at the scene. Why, though? What? Like, it, <laughs> maybe. That doesn't... <sighs> I mean, that's a pretty wild claim. I mean, yeah. What? And in fact, um, the investigator persuaded the fire chief to show them the spot. Together, they dug up the box and took it straight to a local funeral director who poked and prodded the heart and concluded it was beef liver untouched by the fire. Soon afterward, the Sodders heard rumors that the fire chief had told others that the contents of the box had not been found in the fire at all, that he had buried the beef liver in the rubble in the hope that finding any remains would placate the family enough to stop the investigation why boom conspiracy yeah right he there. wanted to stop it wow did he really think he was gonna get away with just Dude, trying to they, pretend some beef liver some was heart fuckery back then man i you know got, people tried it they people tried, tried they it. went for it They're like i could pull this off i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> make them think that that we found you know some remains of their kids so we can just like close this case and move this, on with yeah. it look like heroes and you know we did a good job or whatever that's fucking weird. I mean, that just yeah. fuels this, fuels the conspiracy flames. You know, it's like absolutely. So over the next few years, the tips and leads continued to come in. George saw a newspaper photo of school photo of school children in New York City and was convinced that one of them was his daughter Betty. He actually drove to Manhattan in search of the child, but her parents refused to speak to him. Probably was like, "Who the fuck? The hell, dude? Baby snatcher." I would say the same thing. Like, nope, sorry, this came out of my body. It is not yours. You don't need to see it. Unless it really was her, but what are the chances? Yeah. And then in August 1949, the Sodders decided to mount a new search at the scene of the fire and brought in Washington, D.C. pathologist named Oscar B. Hunter, which I'm like, this far, like this much later, like you didn't think to like maybe bring in an expert like immediately after the fire? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like nowadays, you know, that yeah. would have been like the the method of this would have been as far as being investigated would have been, you know, obviously way different. So has anyone thought of the theory that the kids just left and started the fire themselves? Like maybe they were abused for all we know and they left. And kill the rest of their family, though. And how would they know to cut the phone line and yeah, the no, car? sorry, that makes no sense. I'm just trying to, like, think creatively. I'm trying to think critically. OK, Josh. OK, don't discourage me. All right. You're welcome to theorize whatever you want. All right. So this pathologist um, did another thorough excavation 
in which they uncovered several small objects, damaged coins, a partly burned dictionary, and several shards of vertebrae. Ooh, weird. Pathologists sent the bones to the Smithsonian Institution, which issued the following report. The human bones consist of four lumbar vertebrae belonging to one individual. Since the transverse recesses are fuses or fused, the age of this individual at death should have been 16 or 17 years. Were any of the kids that age? No. Oh, weird. The top limit of age should be about 22 since the centra, which normally fuse at 23, are still unfused. On this basis, the bones show grow or show greater skeletal maturation than one would expect for a 14-year-old boy, which is the oldest missing solder child. It is, however, possible, although not probable, for a boy 14 and a half years old to show 16 to 17 um, maturation. Okay. So the vertebrae showed no evidence that they had been exposed to fire, the report also said. And it is very strange that no other bones were found in the allegedly careful excavation um, evacuation of the basement of the house excavation, excavation. Sorry excavation. Noting that the house reportedly burned for only about half an hour or So it's said that one would expect to find the full skeletons of the five children yeah. rather than only four vertebrae the yeah. bones the report concluded were most likely in the supply of dirt George used to fill in the basement to create the memorial garden for his children mm. So that's just like weird like where did that come from? Whose vertebrae is that? I mean, so a lot of people just say like that was probably the oldest one. Yeah. I mean, but again, why was there not any trace at all of the other four? I don't know. That's so weird. In only a half hour, it allegedly burned. Like it would have had to have burned in like so fast. There's no way. Same temperature. Insane temperature. There's no fucking way. I don't, I just don't understand. Like this had to have been, a, ins- maybe they like just engulfed it in like gasoline. Maybe and stuff it, and it was got like a 25,000 degree fire. But somehow. why would they like want to make it hotter? So that they could get that. The there'd be no evidence of it. Yeah. Cause if you yes. get the fire hot enough, then you can, but even then, like it takes, a, it takes longer than that usually to cremate bodies like today. Like, in, yeah, yeah. In these like specialized sure. ovens and stuff like, I had just a house fire for it to get hot enough for 30 minutes. I can disintegrate or disintegrate five bodies is, is just, I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's a bit of a reach. I really Uh, do. Yeah, I do too. 30 minutes. Like, I just don't believe that. And I mean, we don't know for sure if it only burned for 30 minutes. That's the thing is like, we don't know anything for sure. We don't know anything for sure. Like what, how long did it actually burn? How hot was it? Yeah. Where yeah, was it burning? Know. Was it burning where they were? Like, where were they? Yeah, in there's the probably house? a lot of hearsay in this. And mm-hmm. it's hard with these older cases to like figure out exactly what happened. So, and it obviously didn't help that George bulldozed the house's foundation a few days after the fire. Yeah, dude. Because that really could have like complete, like maybe there was, that's what a lot of people think, right? Is that there was more evidence of their remains was there totally could have been there could have been ash it could have been fragments and he could have actually moved them and then maybe he thought that like it would something. look good on his part to be looking for them mm, i don't know though i just don't know why you would like why uh, why would you leave some I mean, of them and not all of them and like it, it all goes back to like what was george's thinking through this time like did he really think for the first couple days that his children just burned in this fire and like his immediate reaction is to bulldoze it. Like, 
Yeah. To build, like, why do you, like, Maybe he just felt uncomfortable that their ashes were just sitting there. Well, I think that's what it was, is, like, he was, you know, out of respect. And And maybe that's, like, how he was dealing with his grief. And you never know how people. But it is definitely a little suspicious, I'd say. I don't know. That's my first, that was always my first thought with this. I always thought the Sauter children were killed by their dad. Um, But I didn't know nearly enough about it to, like, fully make a real decision. But that's what I had always, like, kind of thought from what I did know about it. Because it would make sense, like, getting rid of the crime scene, if you killed multiple kids. Yeah. I don't know, though. Yeah. Because still, how did he make the bodies, like, disappear? Well, that's the thing. And and so the the main um, evidence and support for they were, you know, cremated in this house fire is that, you know, the, the fire may have engulfed it and burned really, really hot for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever. But then it, like... You know, as fires die down, they still smolder and the smolderings yeah. are still really hot. And apparently there was coal stored in the basement. So oh. it's possible that it could have been prolonged. The fire could have been prolonged, could have been even hotter because the coal is fueling as well. Still, so it nothing even could a be tooth, possible, could a be fingernail, possible, a piece of but hair, five, nothing. All five. Yeah, it's really weird. It's yeah, it's just it's crazy to think that, you know. All the circumstances were like just right for this particular time. and Unless you know, the kids were never even in the fire. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? And they actually created like wanted posters. Here's a picture of a wanted poster for the five missing children. $5,000 reward. That was a big deal back then. Were they kidnapped or murdered? Question mark is on, is on this poster. And it says mysteriously disappeared missing since December 24th, 1945. Mr. and Mrs. George Sauter of Fateville, West Virginia, offers $5,000 reward. Ugh. So they, re- I mean, they really thought there was a chance yeah. that they could be out there. And so they created this one and sign. Um, but the Smithsonian report prompted two hearings at the Capitol in Charleston, after which the governor, O.K.L. Patterson, and the state police superintendent, W.E. Burchett, told the Sauters their search was hopeless and declared the case closed. Uh, that's I, I I'm sh- I honestly believe that they did that like they were ruthless like yeah back then not you know like mm-hmm. you wouldn't know the government would never do that to you, like you today because they'd get backlash for it but because mm-hmm, people can like so they were like yeah cases closed media. we did our investigation like you're just like being yeah, a crazy yeah. conspiracy nut you know yeah get out of our way but that didn't stop George and Jenny they actually created a billboard um, along Route 16 and passed out flyers. Um, and they actually increased the reward amount to $10,000, which back then, that's a lot of money. So, you know, they they really felt like they could be out there. Clearly, I mean, they're offering $10,000 reward. A that's a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. What would that be today? You should look it up. Um, $10,000 to, let's see, $10,000 to today. To today. All right. <laughs> That's in euros. Wait, change it to. Hang on, I think US I can change dollars. it here. Start year, um, nineteen forty-five. <laughs> Calculate. Inflation rate. So equivalent to the purchasing power of one hundred forty thousand dollars. Interesting. Okay, so that's, that was a that's that was a, a big old. So they a, really believed that their kids were gone, dude. That's that's the thing about it is like the parents really believed this clearly. Unless they were like, or he was like. You know, we'll offer a ridiculous amount because we know we'll never have to give it to anyone because no one knows except for us. 
but it'll Maybe. make us look like we we didn't do anything. But they didn't have any suspicion. Like no one was like tapping at their door. Like, hey, this was weird. I don't think you'd cause like all of this if you did it yourself. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I mean, it just sounds like too much of a, you know, just something too hard to like keep pull off. Pull off. Yeah, exactly. So interestingly enough, a letter arrived from a woman in St. Louis saying the oldest girl, Martha, was in a uh, convent there or like a church monastery type thing. Another tip came from Texas where a uh, patron in a bar overheard an incriminating conversation about a long ago Christmas Eve fire in West Virginia. Someone in Florida claimed the children were staying with a distant relative of Jenny's. George traveled the country to investigate each lead, always returning home without any answers. So uh, with any case out there, especially any like missing person case, lots of leads come in, but oftentimes they're just kind of, yeah, not helpful. they don't lead to anything. You know, yeah. there's no, it's just people thinking they're seeing yeah. somebody that isn't really who they're looking for. Yeah. You know? Or they think they have something that's helpful, but it's really not right. Right. Or it's just not credible. There's no bad way to back yeah. up the claim. Mm-hmm. So in 1968, so more than 20 years after the fire, Jenny went to the m- mail and found an envelope addressed only to her. It was postmarked in Kentucky, and, but had no return address. And inside was a photo of a man in his mid-20s. On the flip side of the letter, a cryptic handwritten note read, uh, Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie. Uh, Lil boys 890132 or 35. On, on the note, which is just weird. Yeah, like cryptic message. And Jenny and George couldn't deny the resemblance to their Lewis, who was at nine, who was nine at the time of the fire, which this guy is in his mid 20s. So it's, they were, I guess they were probably, but that's the thing is like if it was remotely any similar resemblance as far as like hair color, eye color, like how do you know what that, what he would look like age progress? Like we don't know for sure. They couldn't age progress somebody back then. No. Well, they could now, but right. But back then, like if you just got but a if letter, you saw of somebody, your child. But I feel like as a mom, you'd probably be able to like kind of tell if it was your son or not, yeah, even if why... you saw him twenty years later. Yeah, and she thought it was. So, what? Well, maybe it was something like with human trafficking. Well, that's the thing, right? So, um, beyond the obvious similarities, dark colored hair, dark brown eyes, they had the same straight, strong nose, the same upward tilt of the left eyebrow. And once again, they hired a private detective and sent him to Kentucky. And they never heard from him again. The detective? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. That's not good. So there's the, book. yeah, alleged photo of the older uh, brother. It's either Louis or uh, Louis. I think it's Louis, I'm pretty sure. Louis Sauter. Um, but the Sauters feared that if they published the letter or the name of the town on the postmark, they might harm their son. That's interesting. Interesting, Yeah. Which makes sense because they'd be like, maybe somebody's like, we have him. Here's proof. Yeah, but what do they want? But that's the thing. Like, why the cryptic note? Yeah, like it's, it almost seems like somebody might be fucking with them. That would be my thought. Yeah, people do that. It's so weird how so many people do that kind of stuff. Like, they just hear about a family that's like struggling and they're like, oh, let me fuck with them. Yeah, I'm going to send them on a wild goose chase from some photo, you know? But it was interesting that she actually did see some similarities and stuff. Yeah. So, um, the Sodders feared that if they, um, or I'm sorry, instead they amended the billboard to include the updated image of Lewis and hung, or, and hung an enlarged version over the fireplace. Time is running out for us, George said in an interview, but we want, only want to know if they did die in the fire, we want to be convinced. 
Otherwise, we want to know what happened to them. George died in 1969, Jenny and her surviving children, except John, who never talked about the night of the fire except to say that the family should accept it and get on with their lives, continued to seek answers to their questions about the missing children's fate. So there was one family member that was like, that's what happened. You guys just got to get over it, like move on with your life. Stop trying to, you know, keep seeking answers that may not be there well i mean like in a way that would make sense like right. you would try to convince someone because like you don't want to see them just go crazy over it if you think there's no hope right right totally yeah but after george's death jenny stayed in the family home putting up a fence around it and adding additional rooms and for the rest of her life she wore black in mourning and tended the garden at the side of the former house yeah. after her death in 1989 the family finally took the weathered worn billboard down so all the way up to her death, she was Jeez. mourning for her children, you know, hoping that they're out there. I can't yeah. imagine the pain. Oh my God, I seriously can't. I think that's the worst losing thing five in the of world. your children, half and of your family. Not even just losing them, but thinking that they could be out there. Like that's just not knowing what happened is mm-hmm. so is such an awful thing. Yeah, like, just having this cannot. like question in your head at all, at all times. Like imagine, you know how they... like something will happen in your life that's stressing you out and every time it comes to your mind, you just like get this like feeling of like, you just sink. You're like, oh, I'm so stressed out about this. Imagine that. But like oh, your kid is missing and could be being tortured somewhere. Like you have no idea. So your mind just runs wild. Like that's what always gets me with these missing persons cases. I feel so sorry for their family that just don't know. Because if they can just bury them and move on, it sounds weird, but that's better. Right. Because they can at least... Closure. Have closure and and try to yeah. move on with life and guessing what happened to your loved one is got to be probably the worst thing in the world. I really cannot truly imagine. I would rather die than have to go through that. Seriously. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely sad. not easy at all. Not yeah. at all. I don't know how these people like function. I'd have to be like sedated. <sighs> yeah, it'd be insane. But the surviving Asada children, joined by their own children, continued to publicize the case and investigate leads. They, along with older Fayetteville residents, have theorized that the Sicilian Mafia was trying to extort money from George, and the children may have been taken by someone who knew about the planned arson and said they would be safe if they left the house, and they may have possibly been taken back to Italy. Wouldn't that be crazy? They could have been. If the children had survived all those years and were aware that their parents and siblings had survived too... The family believes they may have avoided contact in order to keep them from harm. Wow. Wow. Definitely possible. That's intense, dude. Definitely possible. So, I mean, so to kind of recap this case, you know, question number one, was the fire accidental or arson? I think it was arson. I do too. And based Mm. on the debris... It doesn't seem that the blaze ever reached temperatures of 14 to 1800 degrees and it didn't even last for two and a half hours, which is needed to fully cremate the bodies. So, so I, I don't, I don't know the how bodies you weren't even in there to begin with. That's what, that's what it seems like to me. I mean, Weird. I mean, based upon the science really, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm really wondering like how big of an anti Mussolini person he was. Like, was he organizing anything? And it's possible he knew stuff and he was going to, like, leak stuff and they were threatening him. Yeah, I mean, There could totally. be something missing for this story that would make it make more sense that he can't, like, say in fear it's of, It's never like, been spoken or something. Right. Well, totally. Because well, this it's sounds like, like something they would do to you for revenge or to threaten you from saying something. 
Totally. Absolutely. Because I doubt he was like, oh, you didn't buy my insurance, bitch. I'm going to light your house on fire. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Clearly something else happened. And George didn't really say, it sounds like, what exactly went no, down. No, So why wouldn't he, like, explain more Well, he it? died, like, pretty, like, early on, like. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I mean, he could have, he had opportunities to, like, come out and be like, hey, this is going on. You know, they're threatening me. They're telling me this, this, you know, or it could yeah, or just afterwards let us into happened. those secrets or whatever. But it's because he could be threatened and he could know. Absolutely. Or like, hey, we have your kids and we'll kill them. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, totally. Ugh, it's crazy. I mean, it, to me, I'm like, what if we still too bad we don't still have that like bone fragment of the vertebrae that they found. Like we could test the DNA on that. And that would really like. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if we found, you know, if we yeah. found out that that vertebrae uh, fragment was one of the children, then I think it would be, you know, kind of swing more to all of them died in a fire. You yeah. Because so. if we're like, well, he, this person basically disintegrated, so why couldn't the others? But that that's a huge question mark for sure. Also, like you just said, were all the children even inside the house when the fire started? And this all depends on the accuracy of John's memory because he stated to the police that the children were in their beds, but it's unclear whether he called out to them from the bedroom door opening or uh, that he touched and shook each child to wake them up. It's one of the other uh, brothers. Uh Why did their remains disappear? Or if not, how could five children disappear from a house where the older sister slept on the sofa in the living room where the front door was located? Right? Yeah. Why didn't that Marion wake up? She, yeah. Like if they were like went in and taken out of the house, why would she not have been taken or woken up yeah. or known? That's what like the weirdest on? part. Cause like it wouldn't make sense up until that. I kept thinking about that too. Cause that, that, that kind of like sends people back to the all... fire away. They're like, well, she would have had to have known if they were, but again, what if they were never in there in the first, like what if they never were in their rooms or yeah. maybe they went out their windows somehow or, I mean, there's, a lot of different possibilities, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So that, yeah, I mean that that basically wraps up the mystery of this. And you know, there's been a lot of speculation. A lot of bloggers and things like that have kind of like tried to dig deeper and reach out Figured to the out. fire chief and things like that. Try to um, try to find more clues and look into the family a bit more. Cause, uh, cause I think that's where you got to look is like, um, you got to look deeper into yeah. the family and who they're associating with. Like you said, what um, he was involved investigate in this like mafia connection possibly. So do you think they're still doing any investigative work on it or is it just closed now? I, I think I'm pretty sure the case is closed. I'm pretty sure it's closed. It's not an open case. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, if you didn't solve it by now, probably not going to, so so, I mean, and that's the thing is there's still like more conflicting reports about various things, about the phone wires, uh, how they have never been adequately explained. Um, also that according to police and FBI records, at one point the Sodders thought one of Jenny's brothers had the children in Florida and her own relatives were investigated and they had to prove their children were their own. Weird. Uh, also, Fire Chief Morris was the one who was told to take care of the remains that were found on Christmas morning. Um, and if you question the judgment of the fire marshal about leaving something so important in the hands of a volunteer, um, it'd be um, you could expect that Morris's story about 
burying the remains was possibly a story he made up to cover up the fact that he had threw the remains away or Definitely. just left them there. Yeah. Then when George asked him to show him where he buried them, Morris buried the beef liver there so that there'd be something to dig up. That could totally be oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So the conspiracy deepens that like maybe there was like a cover up by, you know, somehow fire departments involved. Or I mean, there's like all these different theories. But no physical evidence survives to this day, and the scene of the fire was contaminated when George bulldozed the site. So even if there was an, another excavation of the site today, which it wouldn't hurt to do, um, but you know what would we find? Would there be anything to find at this point? Like this, this much, you know, yeah, longer in in time. And the thing about it too is like a lot of the people that. You know, these people are still like investigating, you know, web sleuths love this case. Yeah. That's why they, they love to try to like dig deeper and I'm see sure if we'll they can solve it. I'm sure we'll have some very opinionated commenters. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they are very stuck in their theories. But yeah, I mean, that people have tried to go talk to people, but a lot of people aren't alive anymore that would have been associated with this. Yeah. So. Wow, this was like a real cold case. Yeah. And I mean, the, um, the other theories that are out there, um, we already mentioned some, the um, a possibly abducted by an illegal like child agent like a human trafficking type organization um, poisoning the entire family through food or water um, really isn't that realistic no. but somebody theorized that someone made what? contact with the children who disappeared they were promised something that if they came outside on Christmas Eve to get something or see something or eat something then somehow they were grabbed and taken away like John Bonet. Possibly, possibly like that like lured out like it's possible like but all five but all five like i would like, not if you would i always had this plan that, like, like if someone tried to kidnap me that i'd be like okay i want to but i'm gonna go ask my parents and then they save me <laughs> i feel like they wouldn't just go out there yeah i mean that's the thing right is i'm like this would have been a busy house i just keep thinking of like cheaper by the dozen type yeah family. like like how much activity would be like happening and and like wouldn't the wouldn't like the other family members like remember more yeah, like remember seeing things. them like marked all five of them like but march out or but could they but then the fire started like maybe they but you would think that they would have like right seen before. them or heard them screaming or like and how are five children gonna like just silently die. silently like creep out of a house with yeah. right past marion out burn, the front door saying, or just burn silently like wouldn't you hear them screaming yeah or that too yeah like why I open the windows or i don't yeah. know did they i don't hear know man anything? this is a yeah. weird one it's very weird we definitely want to know your guys' thoughts on this because this is yeah this yeah. is a strangey what do you strangey. think happened to the solder children yes. the five missing children because i don't know i mean i'm gonna lean towards the i think the conspiracy side of things i just i just don't know if the fire could have been hot enough for long enough to disintegrate five bodies. I don't think so either. And I obviously can't say with 100% certainty because I'm, I'm not right, experienced with right. fire, but it seems to me that like sounds really wasn't. weird. And I've never heard of someone's body just like disappearing other than in a crematory. Yeah. A crematory? Is that a right word? <laughs> oh, you it is a right word. I just wanted her to say hello, but that is it for us today, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, give us a like. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes. We really do appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you guys out there for listening, for supporting us through all the various ways. 
You can always leave us a rating review. That helps us as well. So yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll have another spooky, interesting episode for you next week. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Yeah, we're going to take it up a level. Even spookier. But we're going to about to take it a mile higher next week. Yeah. And then yes, another mile higher next week. So yeah. get ready. But get ready. that's it for us. Stay safe as always. And Don't forget to check out my coloring book on Amazon. It is fun to color while you listen to podcasts. Trust me. It is. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Yes. Stay, stay woke. woke. We work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll.